Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Hello again. Welcome to this episode of Live Exposed. I'm Reggie Brock. For you who may not have heard one of my podcasts or episodes before, let me take just a minute and explain what Live Exposed means. If I made it real, real simple, it's, it would be explained like this. It's my way of daily practicing active awareness of challenges inside of me that are clearly hindering my growth potential and my ability to create. It's like I have to take an audit of myself internally every day to stay moving forward. You see, there are things inside of me that nobody else sees. I don't want to talk about them, and they remain unresolved for years. They continue to grow and fester inside me, and it's like a pool of poison in me that comes out of me that left unattended will ruin people around me, right? So it's these things inside of me that need to come out of me, and I'm making a hard charge every day to audit myself, and you need to be doing the same thing. If you find yourself struggling internally with issues you've not been able to kick, they've become habits and a way of life for you, but you're sick and tired of them, you can get rid of them. And that's what this series is all about. I am tired, guys, of being chained to those issues and those pains in my life. It's time to expose them to oxygen and light and find freedom from them forever. If that's you, this is a good place. This is a channel for you to tune into because those are the things we're going to dig into every day. Today, in this episode, I want to lay out a very clear path for what I call healthy hate. So I've entitled this episode today, Seven Things That Are Healthy to Hate. So before you you know shut me off, just give me just a minute. And I think you'll understand and it'll help you uh, in dealing with some of these issues that have plagued you for years that you just can't get rid of. <clears throat> so I'm talking about actual things you should hate and fight to destroy in your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Actually, <clears throat> let me take a, it a step further. These are the traits that you should hate so passionately in you, even if you see them in others, it will at least cause you to raise a flag of concern about keeping the relationship in your life. So this is not just about traits you have, but it's traits that you need to see in other people so that you're not, if they have these traits, you can't get them too close to you because the effect they'll have on your life. These are traits that have to be despised. These are traits to be removed, you have to hate. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, the continued acceptance, if you will, or avoidance to eliminate these type of traits will ultimately dismantle your life into unrecognizable pieces. So if you just keep toying around and playing around and staying committed in, uh, you know, uh, th these trait companions to hang around in your life, ultimately, I'm telling you, it's going to destroy you. These are things, traits, characteristics that you and others have in your life that if they're not dealt with, they will destroy you. So if we are honest with ourselves, we have and all 
if we're honest with ourselves, at some point or another, all of us had hated something or someone. Right? So I want today to make you hate something different that allows you to create some health in your life as opposed to somebody or something that's irrelevant to you. So if you look at hate, the word, it, you know, it just basically means a feeling that's intense or passionate, and it creates a dislike for something or someone else. It's coupled generally with the thoughts of, in some case, violence or retribution and, or utter disgust. So when we hate something, it causes us emotionally and feelings inside of us to erupt, and it really makes us want to you know, uh, um, you know, create some way to get back at whatever has caused that hate. So when you start thinking about hate, what's on your list? Who are the people on your list? What are the things on your list? Listen, hate can be as simple or benign as a food that you despise. I've got a list of them. I've got things that I've started hating from a taste standpoint. It's not a big deal, but it's just I despise them. Or it may be a rival team or all the way to a person or even God at times. I mean, I've met a lot of people who have had rough situations in life, and the finger they point and the emotion of hate that they have is pointed to the God that created them. So, you see, hate has a very wide reach. It could be simple or it could be of great consequence. And I'm telling you today, generally speaking, hate has always been associated with negative impact on us. So why would I bring that to you today? Because I believe this, the emotion and feeling associated with hate can be useful to fight these seven traits I'm going to be talking today so that you can once and for all get rid of them out of your life. You know, I don't. I think by and large, hate is a negative thing, and I don't need that. I don't. I, but I think that if it's rechanneled in a positive manner, in areas and characteristics of your life that you want finally, once and for all, to be eliminated from, it can be useful. If you can channel your emotions, see that most people can't do that. But if you can channel your emotions associated with hate to these seven traits, you will be released, particularly the hate and resentment you have for others that you have felt deeply for years. I'm telling you, channel it, rechannel it, move it into areas from people to yourself, and watch what freedom starts happening in your life. Here are the seven traits that I want to talk about today that we must eliminate to find freedom. The first one, listen, it's a proud look. These are the kind of people who have this inordinately high opinion of themselves. It's just arrogance. I mean, they walk around and all that they see or you see is what you want, what you need, and what price is irrelevant to get it. You talk about cancel culture in a society, this slaps the voices we listen to straight in the mouth about us getting what we need no matter what the cost. And listen, I've been guilty of this. I've had such arrogance in my life, this proud look, that regardless of the consequences of even the people I said I love, it subjected itself to the hungers that I had. What I wanted, I was going to get, and it did not matter who it hurt. And that's a sad state to live in. Not just for me, 
but the cascading effect on the people that I supposedly love and uh, held dear to my heart. Guys, listen, some of you are walking around with so much arrogance about who you are and what you want to accomplish that it is going to create broken pieces in your life, if not already, very, very soon. You know, this arrogance is not anything that creates good out of our life. Your pursuit of you doing you, regardless of the effects, is a sure sign of destruction. It's, it's just right around the corner. You've avoided it. You've stepped around it. You've talked your way out of it. But the fact of the matter is, this high pedestal you put yourself on, realize this, it's a long fatal fall when your kingdom is attacked. When you find yourself being attacked and you're sitting on this high pedestal somewhere out of arrogance and conceit, you know, I, I'm telling you, as high as the pedestal is that you're sitting on, the fall will be fatal because of the height um, and the impact that the fall will have. Listen, you do not have to have arrogance to be successful in life. You don't have to be conceited and so selfish that you forget about everybody around. Listen, if you are a person with a proud look full of arrogance, let me tell you something. You've got to hate that to get it out of you. Because listen, it's hard not to love me more than anybody else and become arrogant about that. But you and I have got to battle through our arrogance and selfishness and pursue and stop just focusing on the pursuits of our own appetite because ultimately they will cost us and you better be prepared to pay. So here's the learn lesson. Learn to hate your arrogant, <coughs> selfish ways. That's the first thing you need to hate. Number two, you need to learn to hate a tongue that lies. Whether it's you or somebody around you. Look what lying does. Lying erodes trust. If you've got any trust in any relationship that you find valuable, start lying and see what happens. It erodes any level of trust you have. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience, it's a God-awful effort to kind of regain it. It takes time and it takes patience because I wasn't smart enough to not lie to create the erosion in trust. And so I don't care how fancy and smart the way you shape your words are and you know what influence you've created that people around you are gawking at and thrilled about and making, you know, great comments. You 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 keep you start down that path of lying and you can be assured of one thing. Everybody who trusts you now will not tomorrow. Once they find out. The second thing lying does, it has direct consequences on relationships. I mean, sure, it, 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 it affects trust, but it goes deeper than just trust. It goes into the daily activities of those you're in relationship with who have been hurt, offended, and don't trust you anymore. And all of a sudden, you find yourself relationally challenged. Stop lying. Lying keeps us confused. <laughs> lying causes you to have to burn unnecessary calories on covering things up and hiding. <laughs> Think about that. Now, liars have a tendency to cover their tracks, or they think they are. 
My wife told me something one day that I'll never forget, and that is this. She said, you are not invisible. See, our lies find a way to be revealed. You think you're quick and slick, and you think you're smart about getting around all this and, you know, coming across, the, you know, just fooling everybody. But the fact of the matter is your lying tongue is going to ruin stuff that's important to you. So here's the learn lesson. Learn to hate the lies you're telling and living. It ain't just a matter of us telling lies. Many of us are living lies. So if you want to become free from this internal struggle that you're fighting, one of the characteristics you're going to have to hate to the core of your existence is your willingness and practice of lying. I cannot say that too much. It's that lying tongue that is going to destroy relationships and credibility. You see, that's the other thing. We, you know, we fight for credibility. We want people to look at us and go like, hey, that's a great man full of integrity. But if you're a liar and your mouth runs full of lies, you ain't respected by anybody, including yourself. Stop your lying. You will find freedom, but you got to hate that lying tongue. The third thing that I find interesting is a characteristic that I practiced. And that's what I call heartless cruelty. It's your attempt. And, and this is what, what it was for me. It was my attempt at humor using humility and hurt that affected people. And it was just flat out cruel. I wanted to laugh. I wanted people to, you know, think I was funny at the cost of anybody else. You know what that is? That's disgusting and beneath you. If that's what you think you need to do to get a laugh, get a life. If you think that at the, at, at the cost of somebody else, humiliating them with humor or bullying people with words or, or whatever your tactic is, that cruelty is going to catch up with you. And let me tell you what I think. I think our cruelty is the direct result of our fear and hurts produced in our lives over years. And it's only satisfied when we are intentionally cruel to somebody else. We, you know, we just, it's, it's that demon in us. I mean, it's that fight and it's that, you know, it's that uh, lack of, uh, of really understanding ourselves that makes us lash out at people. And cruelty is one of the things that we use intentionally cruel to someone who is generally defenseless. You ought to be ashamed of ourselves. We say we love, yet we talk like we hate. We say we love and we care and we're kind, and then we just, we're cruel to people. I, mean, I, I see all these, and I, I'm not opposed to them, on TV, I see some of these commercials about these dogs that are left stranded and these dogs that, you know, need somebody to come in and send 15 bucks a month and, you know, we can sponsor a home for a dog. And I think that's all good. But the fact of the matter is, and it's, you know, you see on these commercials, the cruelty of dogs out in freezing cold. And I get all that. But the fact of the matter is maybe we need some commercials. And that's what this is today to tell you to stop your nonsense when it comes to hurting people and stop being so dead gum cruel. Because it ain't getting you nowhere. You think it's elevating your status. And the fact of the matter is it's making you look 
way beneath who you deserve to look like and want to be perceived as. Stop being so cruel. So what's the learn lesson? Learn to hate your cruel ways. If you know you're hurting somebody, just stop it. I move on. <laughs> Number four, this is what I call guile scheming. This is interesting to me. The word guile is a word we don't use that much, but it has a really powerful and profound meaning. Guile is, this is the sly or cunning approach that we use to get our way rather than the practice of integrity that ref, that's reflected in innocence, honest intent, and pure motives. We'd rather try to be sly, cunning, and to manipulate so we like can determine the outcome of what we want. We're just trying to be slick. We're, and we're just trying to get over on people. We, you know, we spend so much time scheming on that nonsense as opposed to just going like, you know what? I'm going to do this with a pure heart. I'm going to be honest in my intent and I'm going to uh, uh, do the best that I can to create the result that not just wins for me, but the, you know, others around me. If you're a schemer, you're, got, you're not going to get as far in life as you're hoping for. Because people pick up on that nonsense and they're going to shut you out of their lives. Let me say this. This may be the reason, and listen careful to me, this may be the reason our industry is perceived the way it is by others. We take every aspect of our business and we try to get over on people. My God. I mean, it's like we want to, we have to come up with some, we I mean, lay awake at night trying to figure out a way around stuff. You know, I mean, we all have worked insurance claims. And so, there, I mean, you can find people at every turn of the road telling you how to get around the insurance claim. Listen, I'm not taking sides here, so just take that out of your mind. What I'm telling you, though, is if you're a schemer, and you're one of those guys who just tries to get around and over on everybody. Your day's coming. That dog ain't going to hunt forever. People are going to recognize you, discover you, and you're going to find yourself flat on your back somewhere with no way out. Stop it. If you want to hate something, hate that. Hate the idea that you think you've got to manipulate everybody to get your way so that you can ultimately get what you want. It's sad, it's disgusting, and it's beneath you and me. I've done it. I know it. We get skilled and versed in what we call creative thinking. What it is is a bunch of schemes. So here's the learn lesson for guile scheming. Learn to hate the scumbag life you're living. You know it. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you and your heart's palpitating because you know you spend most of your days and nights thinking about ways to get over and around things. And you've justified it in your mind as, well, it's okay. If the insurance company didn't do me like that, if homeowners wouldn't do me like this, and we just scheme, we've lost our innocence of thought. We don't, we're not really worried about, uh, you know, uh, practicing integrity, you know, honest intent, pure motives. We're just like, I got to get mine now and I'm going to do whatever I can and I'll figure it out. It's crazy. It's demeaning. It's beneath you. 
hate it so much it finally comes out of you. Please, for the sake of you, your family, and the industry that you're in. Now watch this. Number five. It's what I call mischievous eagerness. You know what that is? It's doing things that you have been told not to do. But for some reason, we just think we can just do whatever the heck we want, let the chips fall where they may. I may get knocked down, but I'm not going to be knocked out. I'll get up and do it again. But as opposed just to living in the boundaries that have been set for us as human beings and in business people and but we, we just constantly just keep stomping on boundaries. That's a trait you need to hate and get out of your life because it is going to cause disruption and it's going to cause pain and it's going to cause a lot of things happening to you that you just don't, you shouldn't have to deal with. You know, most of what we have in our life is self-inflicted, honestly. And this is one of them. You know, it's like, we take some kind of stupid pleasure in this desire of setting up traps for other people to fail. Think about that. <laughs> we think that in business, if Joe fails, it'll make me look like I'm better and I've grown and I'm smarter and I've developed. And so, you know, we, we spend energy and calories burned up on trying to figure out how to set a trap for Joe. Are you, are we really that dense? I mean, are, are we really that insensitive? Are we really that uncaring to where we spend our time hoping to find ways to uh, where Joe can fail so we can gain? It's nonsense. This is not a good look for any of us. It's traits. It's characteristics you should hate. We try to be disrupting for no apparent reason. Just like, I mean, have you met people? I've met people that just, like, what charges them is disruption. I mean, what, what motivates them and what, you know, it's like disruption is an endorphin for them. I mean, it's like something they have to do to stay excited about life. I'm telling you this. If these mischievous ways are not dealt with, your disruption, disrupting, disrupting ways will turn on you. Watch it. And all of a sudden, you'll be like, where did this come from? It came from out of your own guile. It'll chomp you up, it'll eat you, and it'll throw you away with no care. Here's the learned lesson. You got to learn to hate contributions to the failures of others. That's what you got to do. You need to focus on you becoming better and, and wish well for those around you. And don't be the contributor. I mean, we've all had people come to us and say, hey, did you know about this guy? Well, yeah. And then we want to throw our added, you know, additional comments into that to make it worse. How about this? How about not? How about not? Learn to hate contributing to the failures of others. Number six, I call it social slander. These are the workers in the dark. This, let me tell you something. The internet, as good as it is, is, is built and it's made a bunch of keyboard warriors. I mean, people can sit in the dark. Nobody knows where they're coming. And they spend a lot of time figuring out, well, how can I do this? And nobody knows I did it, even on the internet. My God. It's making, basically what it is, is making up false or even in some tastes, in tastes, continued or contributions to a conversation that may be right about somebody or not. But in most cases, you're making false accusations and statements about others 
and feeling like there's a way that you can be disassociated with the comments or the statements. Remember that whole dark web kind of, you know, we can bury people through the social channels that are offered to us and be nameless. And I'm telling you, it it's all this stuff that's beneath the surface that you don't want to be accountable for. You would never say to anybody publicly, but you use the internet and these social uh, platforms to say disgusting things about people that whether it's validated or it's accurate or not, you don't care. That's why sometimes I just have to turn all that noise off. I've started formulating opinions about people I have never met in my life because people I do know have made comments about them. That's a sad state description of my life. Those days are over. The purpose of that social slander is quite simply to destroy somebody else's reputation. Seriously, can we not find something better to do with our time, our energy, and our effort? Hate it. So the learn lesson, hate character assassination of someone else. There's no need for it. My God. Their sins will find them out. Guess what? Yours will find you out, and that's what you need to worry about. Stop laying on the opportunity to do things in, in secret so that you can help promote destroying somebody else in the dark through this whole thing we call the Internet. My God. Number seven, finally, it's this strife and conflict creator. We've become strife and conflict creators. Your adrenaline is found in either creating, <clears throat> listen, <clears throat> or contributing to division amongst people. That's where your adrenaline comes from. You know, we we we, we don't feel satisfied unless we're we're creating some kind of strife or conflict. And we, we're led to believe that it's that kind of conflict that creates change. Now, sometimes conflict creates more of the same. And that's problems that develop and hurt everybody around us. It's that ability to create or contribute to contention or competition between friends and rivals. We sit around and think about it. We just want to find some reason to create some kind of channel conflict with somebody, even if we don't know them. We draw so many stinking lines in the sand where we want people to realize and to think that, you know, uh, we're on this side. If they're on the other, we're going to fight them. And look at our political landscape today. It's disgusting. I don't care which side you're on. It's annoying. And all of it, all it's about is to creating conflict and division. So let me tell you something. People who create division find their heads one day or another on a chopping block. You call it a crusade, I call it a conflict that you're trying to create that's causing dissension amongst people. Please consider stopping. And so the learned lesson to that is you got to learn to hate pot stirring. <laughs> Just stop stirring the pot. You think it's your calling or your gift, you're deceived. I mean, I heard some guys on the on the, on the social media right now that their whole life is just about stirring up crap. All they want to do, and they call it in the name of 
protecting the industry. And the fact of the matter is all they're doing, if they wanted to help the industry, they would find ways to fix the problems that they're calling upon. All they want to do is to stick their nose in somewhere, cause a problem, and then let somebody else deal with it. Bad, bad advice for you to follow. So this is the conclusion of our podcast today. I want to leave you with what I call some information for transformation. And what does that mean? So if we've talked about the hatred of characteristics and we start getting rid of these traits, what do we fill that up with? It's that whole re- re- remove and replace mentality. So if we remove something, what do we replace it with? Let me tell you, I want you to think on these things and I want you to meditate on these <clears throat> things as replacement therapy for you. As you start eliminating these things that, that I talked about, here's what you replace them with. Whatsoever things are honest. I want you to think about honest things. I want you to think about true things. I want you to think about things that are just and pure, lovely, and of a good report. Think on these things and you begin to replace those things that have been pulled out of you with fresh and new and good. And that's where things start changing in your life. Hate the things that separate us and love the things that draw us together. Those pure things, those just things, those lovely things, things of a good report. Focus on them and watch how your thoughts change your words, which changes your behavior. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been a little bit rough, but the fact of the matter is if we're going to audit our internal lives, we've got to be honest. And if you have this, if you've got these seven traits that I talked about, one of them, and I, and you are you're tired of them, you, you, you sense through my our conversation today that yeah, that, that one of those traits or all those traits are a description of you. You got to hate them. It's healthy hate to get rid of things and replace those things that you hate with things that are good and honest and true and just and pure. And watch how things start changing. Thanks for being with me today. Hey, if you like this, uh, you know, share it or give me a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. We've been gaining more listeners every week, and I'm thankful for that. Share it with those that you think is appropriate to share it with. And until next week, have a great week, and I'll talk to you then. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.